0: Warning, the following podcast may contain spoilers. Listener discretion is advised.
1: Welcome primers to this issue 57 of DC primetime from the Showcast spotlight here on the next level podcast network.
0: I am Ben Beck and from the caffeine crew cast of pods. I am Rob Martin and this
1: time when I say it we promise you a shorter episode (laughs) (laughs) because there's really not a lot to talk about and next week probably going to be more of the same.
0: Well, like I said, I will say this. The only thing we, that's a high chance we're going to run long with is because of the news. There's a couple things that we do have to talk about. Uh, nothing super insane, but uh, there's a couple big things that did happen while I was away. I just got back from my trip just yesterday. Uh, I was uh, in New Orleans with my wife uh, for our five-year wedding anniversary. So. Tell us
1: a little bit about that, Rob.
0: Uh, it was actually uh, – like I said, it was pretty damn awesome. Um, like I said, we really kind of just dove in, did a lot of food, um, which was just – oh, dude, beignets, man. Uh, I like, was going to say, that...
1: beignets, one word. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, but I will say this. Uh, I know uh, – I think it was Jackson that was saying he was going to be heading there in the spring. So, uh, yes, feel free to hit me up. I, I, will, I will send you – Definitely great recommendations. But, man, I will say one of the coolest things, and I'm not a tour guy. I hate doing tours. Uh, We went to the St. Louis Cemetery Number 1, which is kind of like the old infamous one there. Uh, And if you've ever saw the movie Easy Rider, uh, there's a very infamous scene near the end of the film. Um, But it was uh, when we got there, we were really excited to make that one of the first things we did. And uh, when we went in and they're like, nope, you can't come in unless you're with a tour group. Uh, because they don't do any way f- to get in there for uh, for the general public without a tour because of rampant vandalism over the last couple of years. Uh, all the other, you know, most of the other major cemeteries, it's perfectly fine. But uh, this one, not at all. But I will say, man, the best $20, uh, you know, I think I have ever spent. That was like an hour long, amazing, like, holy crap, I never understood how this functioned down here. Very, very different, but very unique and very interesting. So, super cool though. Uh, this is an amazing city, though. Easily uh, one of my favorites I've ever seen. So
1: that's awesome. Yeah, I was following mm-hmm. your trip on Facebook and uh, and such, and I I was jealous, especially <laughs> especially the pictures of the food.
0: Oh my god, dude! I, I got all I gotta say is uh, if you are down there or ever find yourself down there, two words: Creole Creamery. Uh, the best ice cream I think that exists on the face of the planet. Um, I, me and my wife both did these little four-scoop samplers, like mini-scoops, mind you. So four-scoops is a lot of ice cream for anybody, but I think I had like a, I had an absinthe flavored like a lemongrass, uh, a lavender and honey, and then just like a cafe la, and it was, oh, God, man, every one of them was just better than the next. So freaking fantastic. Yeah absolutely uh, amazing. I, I remember that picture in particular. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good day for it too. Uh like I said, not too hot. Uh, but man, it got a little humid down there. But uh good time though.
1: Yeah. No, I'm glad you had a good time. I'm glad that you're uh you're back and you're energetic into doing this. I know we uh not a lot of activity on the social media account and you know, you were on vacation and I had a little bit of a personal breakdown, but uh apologies <laughs> for that. Um you know, a lot going on, but we chalk it up to the Easter weekend that uh, that we didn't have a lot. Because we're sure a little, most of you were spending time with your families and weren't really online that much anyway. At least
0: that's what we hope. Yep. So, And any bad things that happen, we just blame it on Zombie Jesus. That's yes, okay. exactly. It's zombie <laughs>
1: Jesus Day on Sunday. Yes, uh, but so. yeah, not a lot to talk about this week. A, well, a lot in the news aspect of it. But as far as shows are concerned, uh, we have an episode of Powerless. Uh, it seems to be an episode that most of our listeners have already seen. And if you didn't see
0: it this is the episode you did see I think this is the but ep- there's still there's still a chance there could be a third episode out there that other people have seen as well IMDb. which is Emily Emily versus Van. Yeah, and
1: That's IMDb a- has these episodes all mixed up. IMDb has this week's episode as the the um uh, oh crap, what was the the name of the episode was uh, The Doctor um, Psycho Emer- the Emergency, company. yeah, Emergency Punch-up. Yeah, which was the Doctor Psycho Um, The toxic gas in Charm City, which I think we saw two weeks ago.
0: We saw two weeks ago. And I know like Emily versus Van was an episode that IGN reviewed two weeks back, uh, which is when we saw Dr. Psycho and then some other people saw Green Furious, which is the episode we'll review in this episode. Um, all I can say is, I, you, you know what, you might as well bring this up right now because you were reading something already as far as shows being on the bubble. Yeah,
1: every every year around this time, yeah, Entertainment Weekly does what they call their Death Watch, and uh, they listed the top 40 shows that are on the bubble right now, and they listed them in order, 40 being uh, most likely to be saved, number one being most likely to be canceled. Uh, And Powerless was number five on that list. It is low on the list, so it's looking like... Powerless will not be part of this podcast next year.
0: Nope. I gotta change our banner again. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, that means we got a spot for Cress Williams. So it's
1: true. It's very, very so if that we'll show get gets
0: some, picked up, which we hope it does. I'm sure I'm sure Black Lightning and Jefferson Pierce will become normal staples this time next year. But who knows, maybe oh, uh, if if it doesn't get picked up and Gotham does something amazing, there's there's room on well, that. Banner. Believe
1: it or not, Gotham is in that forty yeah it's it's high on the list so it's 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 looking like it's going to get renewed but it is in that list of 40 that's on the bubble right now so yeah. um again i think it was 30 34 maybe on the list so uh, okay it's, it's so pretty it's high pretty high up pretty in safe
0: list. yeah it's pretty safe but i will say at least if not there's something in the news that regardless there'll be something in that slot when we come back in the fall yeah. Well, we're, we're not going anywhere, but when the show has come back in yeah, the fall. Yeah, exactly. So.
1: Um, and on top of that, we are going to talk a little bit about Teen Titans Judas Contract, which I have to say I fucking loved.
0: Oh, my God. It was amazing. It was um, really
1: well done. And so I'm actually looking forward to, to talking about that. So um, so what do we say? Let's do this. Instead of doing the the bullet points like we usually do since there's only one show, let's just give it our rating and then just go right into it and, and talk about it. Okay. So uh it is Powerless season 1 episode who the hell knows um Green Furious 8 <laughs> I
0: don't I, know It's
1: supposed to be 8 that's what it's listed as on IMDb
0: but and this may have been some people's episode 7 Maybe you haven't even seen this yet. Yes. I, I don't know. This is the eighth episode we watched. Yes. So. Uh, <laughs> so Emily
1: takes a stand in her first board meeting and must deliver on a big idea with the help of superheroine Green Fury. Meanwhile, Teddy tries to find a way to get Green Fury's attention. Elsewhere, Jackie brings her daughter to work but starts to get worried when she bonds with Wendy. Um, so let's give it our rating first. Um, sidekick hero or legend, what do you give it?
0: Uh, it's a hero. Um I, I my my mind is made up on the show uh, this was drastically better than the doctor psycho episode um, but when we when we start breaking this down uh, I, I think I have my peace of mind to say about the show finally I
1: and I feel the same way I gave this one a hero it is shades better than last week uh, than the doctor psycho one which I think most of our listeners are probably the one they saw this week uh, so they went downhill while we went uphill but um, it's it's struggling, man. It's struggling to get back uphill.
0: Uh, like I said, there there was... They they took advantage of the DC stuff, but you know what? Here's the biggest problem with this show. Uh, me and my my wife were watching it, because I told her, I was like, I'm sorry, I know I gotta watch the show still. Do you want to watch it with me? Because I promise she'd never have to watch another episode. She does, does not enjoy that show at all. Uh, she enjoys every other show on, you know, from the Arrowverse, but powerless. She's like... It started off where she was like, it's cute. Then we both were like, where's – where is – how does this function as a sitcom? Uh, Because the problem this this show is doing, they're writing jokes, and they're saying, here's the jokes. We're going to deliver them. But you don't care about the characters that are delivering them. Like if you try to break down Van, uh, Teddy, Ron, Wendy, Jackie, Emily – and if you try to tell me what their traits are, actual traits as characters, like, that make them something special that you connect to and latch onto, I think you'd have a very hard time telling me three things about each one of them. And that's a problem for any show. Well, I think one um, of the
1: problems about that, too, is the characteristics change every week. They're not constant.
0: No. I, mean, like, I will say this. The only character that's constant – well, the two characters that are constant um, is Wendy and Van. Well, not even. Van sometimes is so over the top, and sometimes he's a little bit more subdued. And when he's a little bit more subdued, he's a lot more fun. Like when he's that wild card kind of character. Like when we saw, I think the best episode the show had was, um, you know, the the Batman episode when it was Van dressed up as Robin at the end, and it's Emily dates a henchman. That was the best episode the show has had, hands down. Um, and we even got a more subdued version of Van in that episode and i think that worked more but like they him being ratcheted up that high and it's a shame because everyone in the, you know for the majority everybody on this cast is exceptional they they are all really good the writing does not uh i i really appreciate and i get a little chuckle every time i see a little dc nod um but that does not make a good show um and that's the downside is emily does is not a relatable likable character she doesn't feel flawed uh, because she's not finding flaws in herself. Everybody else is, but she doesn't. She doesn't see that about herself at all. Um. Um.
1: No, I I agree with you completely. And like I I honestly found um Teddy and Van to be so outrageous in this episode that they almost got on my nerves. Yeah. Like Van was I found annoying this episode, and he's usually between him and Ron, one of my two favorite characters in the, in the show. But this episode, like I like now I will say it was very difficult for me to pick a line of the week, not because there were so many, but because there were like I didn't find any that really made me laugh out loud.
0: Um, uh, I have no line of the week. this week.
1: I, I, The <laughs> only one I could say in it, and it actually came from Van was like, I when I make a funny, you make a laughy. That made me chuckle a little bit. You know, just the word laughy made mm-hmm. me chuckle a little bit. But I, like I honestly found you know i ron has probably been the most consistent of every of all these characters he Um, has been
0: but like i don't know anything about his character no you know and like even they're showing inconsistencies and cracks because i mean they're like you know they like they bring up race for a little bit and then you know where he's just kind of like you know they're like it's like well you're black well a couple episodes ago we were told he was an atlantean so i you don't know how this is functioning (laughs) like i was like well are they doing anything specific or what like we we don't really quite know any way that this is functioning um like they're they're all over the place in this show and they just can't make up their mind on how they want to handle anything yeah so Uh,
1: but i will say too out of everybody out of we had three different aspects of this show we have we had the the, the Ron and Teddy aspect with Teddy trying to rate better with women. We had the Van and Emily aspect with them in the boardroom. And then we had the Jackie and her daughter with Wendy aspect. And I have to say, that was probably my favorite part of this show. Jackie and, and Wendy? Jackie and Wendy. Oh my god, I, it
0: drove me nuts. It, I well, it did. Both I, of it, those characters. But here's <laughs> the thing,
1: like, it, it, it wasn't the Wendy aspect. Because Wendy get, has gotten on my nerves since the start of this show. I haven't liked Wendy since the beginning. Um, I've tolerated her because, you know, she kind of melds into Teddy and Ron. But the reason why I give the whole Jackie and her daughter aspect the best, like, my thumbs up as far as this show goes, this episode goes, is because it was actually the most realistic of storylines that filtered through this show. It was yeah. a daughter not communicating with her mother, and the daughter not com- and the reason behind that it was because the daughter was protecting the mother from hurting the mother's feelings, the mother's feelings from getting hurt. That to me was the most realistic aspect of it, of this entire episode. It was the most grounded and down to earth plot line that ran through this episode, and for that reason, that was my favorite.
0: That's not a high praise. Of well, this I mean, episode. I will say. There was another thing I saw in this episode specifically that I'm like, man, that would have been an even better format for this show. Is when they're dealing with the breakup dynamic between um, what Gladiator or was it Guardian? I would no Gladiator, right? Um, the Olympian, the Olympian. Sorry, I couldn't remember. Um, but between that and Green Fury, aka Fire, uh, whatever you want to call her, um, that could have been great if you had a show that like your lead was a hero. And it's just their flawed life. Uh, and they're just this, you know, D-list, E-list character. That, that could have been fun. I mean, like, if they did those things, like, you know, like, seeing the slander and the paparazzi going after that, that was a fun avenue of this. But it was it, it's way too little, way too late. And their characters we were just introduced, with the exception of the Olympian, which we've seen once before. Um, I mean, all of those things, it, it is very much too little, too late. And we're still looking at these characters through the eyes of our leads, and none of them are really all that likable. Uh, I think Ron uh, is the best out of all of them. and I, You know, I generally do like him a lot. I think Ron Funches is the best part about the show, hands down. I absolutely love him. He's got the best delivery. It's, it seems like all of the best lines and jokes come from him every time he's on screen. I'm usually fairly entertained. But they didn't even have anything for him to do this week. Like, he no, was he was barely the head of a even. focus group. Yeah. Um, and I, you know what? I, I, it's it, That's a shame because like he is where the laughs are coming from. And you're like, you need to understand how to write for your cast. And they, they really don't know because they never feel like they've developed characters. Um, I think that's that's the big downside of the show. And I know there's out, the people out there that listen to, to us that love the show. And, um, I mean, that's that's great i mean like i said this is a very much as always me and ben always state this is an opinion show uh obviously um powerless though i i'm not sorry that there's only two episodes left to go
1: no i think there's four episodes left
0: oh god damn it yeah
1: um <laughs> i mean we're gonna struggle through it because we made the commitment at this point we so. did we did
0: uh, uh and again it doesn't take a lot of time to to knock out an episode of the show but um I, I, I think if if this show is getting picked up next season, my my thought process is there's no chance at hell that this will get repicked up.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't think so either. I think at this point, um I, I think that, that ranking of number five on the the one to forty uh, one being the lowest, I, I I think it's pretty accurate. I don't I can't foresee this show getting picked up.
0: Yeah. Um and it's a shame because I we, we had high hopes and one of my favorite things every week is I love when that show starts. I love that theme song. Love that opener! I, it's so good, and that, and even like when the first episode started, where like you're like, eh, it's not that good, but there was so much hope for it, and uh, it seems like they really just didn't know what to do. I think so. there's
1: only three episodes left. Um, again, IMDb, being the wondrous that they are, <laughs> they have episode nine, which is emergency punch up, which is we already seen, as airing on April twentieth. They Have No Consequences Day, airing on April 27th, Win, Lose, or Draw, airing on May 4th, and then Episode 1.12, airing on April 27th. Like, you're going to go back in time and air another episode? Like, I don't get how this works.
0: Yeah, I'm not quite sure what's (laughs) happening, but... And but, um, I mean, but
1: don't we also aren't we still expected to see Adam West pop up at some point?
0: Yeah, we know he's in a future episode somewhere. I mean i I, I really wish they would have focused on making more in, you know gadgets something something fun. Uh, I yeah, I don't know. um, this show is just it has it lost its footing. It is slowly falling down the mountain. Um, like it's finding a landing here and there to slow its descent. And then other weeks, it's you know, it, it's might as well just be like full Wiley e. Coyote. Just, just you're just waiting for the puff of smoke to hit at the uh, at the end of it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's yeah, like I said, and it's, it's a shame because there's some really amazingly talented people in this show, um, and it's such a shame they're not utilized well. So
1: yeah. Uh, all right, let's let's get away from this. Yep. Let's talk something positive. Let's talk Teen Titans Judas Contract. Cool. Oh, yes. Um, Let's do that. I think it's pretty safe to say that we would both give this one a legend. If yes, we
0: were to hands down. On that. Uh, beautiful, beautiful job uh, of adapting the story and also getting it to fit into the new DC animated uh, universe. So uh, really great job with that. I, I'm really impressed with that right off the bat.
1: Yeah. Um, this is not a story that I was familiar with. So I went into this completely fresh faced and... Uh, I I really, really enjoyed it. And the funny part about it is, too, that I knew what the name of the movie was, and I'm going into it, and I'm thinking, why is this even called The Judas Contract? Like, I I, I don't (laughs) understand it. And then when they had somebody turn against them, I'm like, oh, I get it now. But then I was I was also remembering too, and I'm glad they cleared it up in in the movie because I remember watching the, what was the previous Teen Titans movie before this?
0: Uh, it was just uh, it was Justice League versus Teen Titans.
1: Justice League versus Teen Titans, and I remember I thought I had remembered Deathstroke being killed off. Um, and I could be wrong about that. I thought I thought that was the case, and then you know Robin confronts him, and he's like, "Oh, make another visit to the Lazarus Pit," and he's like, "Yes, multiple times." So I was like, "All right, that makes sense. Thanks for clearing that up." Mm -hmm. so um, but yeah I'm I I dug this I really 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 dug this
0: yeah um, it was one of those things it was just (laughs) I never expected we'd get to see this and I love the fact that they found a way to make you know what came before this as we mentioned Teen Titans versus uh, you know Justice League kind of be the precursor to this so I'm like how is this going to work because it kind of feels integral to have Dick Grayson in here Uh, which we haven't seen at all yet as far as the animated series, like this version of the extended universe. Uh, He hasn't been present yet. So it was great to see him coming back to the Titans, and we still have Damian Wayne on the team. I think it was a really great way to do it because we got a good introduction to the majority of these people uh, in the Teen Titans uh, episode. So it was nicely handled. I really enjoyed how they're doing it. And we get a nice little tease for... uh, The very end of everything, too, where we see Wonder Girl joining into the mix as well. So that was a really nice touch, uh, even in this flick. But they did a really good job with balancing everything. It was great to see them do, uh, you know, Starfire. So, you know, we have Corey and Dick and seeing their relationship play out, which was something uh, that I think a lot of people wanted to see uh, for a very long time. You know, we see this in things like the old Teen Titans cartoon and Teen Titans Go played up. But actually seeing the adult relationship between the two of them was I, uh, handled wonderfully.
1: And I actually liked a lot of the interaction between them, too. Like, uh, you know, and it was funny because there was actual adult conversation that happened in this. Um, you know, at one point, like in the beginning of the movie, when, um, you know, Nightwing says to Starfire, y- let's pull out that new move you taught me. And she's like, really? That might be kind of weird in front of the other, you know, the other <laughs> Titans. he's like, no, no, that's not what I'm talking about. You know, like I, I loved that interaction between all of them. It was, it was adult, and I like seeing adult thrown into these animated, these animated movies.
0: Yeah, they weren't afraid to touch on this stuff, and, and like I said, and it still works. This is very much a, if you view this as a young adult, or like, or like what they you know for a lot of book stuff out there too, a new adult. This blends nicely in that young adult audience where there's enough where you, you know, they're touching some, you know, more adult themes in there. But it's relatable for a younger audience as well. Um, but everything they did is, was wonderful. Like, they handled Terra incredibly well. Uh, and especially the unsettlingness that existed in the original Judas Contract. The, the Terra dynamic with uh, Slade, uh, which was just as more twisted seeing that animated.
1: Yeah, uh, agreed.
0: Yeah, uh, because I remember reading this a long time ago when this originally came out. Christ, uh, i Christ. I'm I can't even remember when the original Judas contract came out. I want to say that was like mid '80s, uh, and that was uh, George Perez, Marv Wolfman. So, yeah, it was uh, it was really impressive to see that um, done so well and handled, and be as unsettling as it was to read all those years ago. So
1: but yeah, like yes, yeah, like like you said, like the unsettlingness and. and witnessing it on screen animated like when she the first scene where you see her in that base of operations with deathstroke and she comes out wearing makeup and that nightgown i'm like uh what like what is this and then you start to realize it a little bit
0: yeah and this uh to go back into this uh so 1984 was when the judas contract originally came out that was tales of the teen titans 19 uh number 42 through 44 and the teen titans annual number three
1: this is a story that's that old
0: yeah, 1984. I mean, it is – the everybody kind of still views it as, like, one of the quintessential stories of the new T-Titans, so.
1: Um, where do you think they could go from here? Um, there was a little bit of a, an after-credits teaser.
0: There was. Um, now, I'm trying to kind of look at the end of that. There was that little stinger we got, and – my guess is maybe that's Jericho. I, I'm not quite sure um, if that's who we're getting at the very end of that. So I, I, I I'm pretty sure that was uh, Jericho at the very end. So, okay. and that is uh, somebody that's um, this got some interesting ties, and it's it's even. Uh, too difficult to go deeply into everything with his character but it looks like jericho is going to be the next story
1: okay so. um my other question for you and this is something that i was very curious about myself because i actually put some time and thought into this too um if you could choose to be any titan uh male or female uh na- present day or original you know from the ones that we met in the beginning of the movie with like the flash and, and such um who would you be
0: I, I've i always got a, a a spot in my heart for Dick Grayson. He's always been one of my favorite characters. So hands down, uh, either Dick Grayson Robin or uh, Nightwing, but more than likely Nightwing. Okay. So.
1: Um, not the choice I, w- I went with. Uh, I don't know why. Uh, I went with Beast Boy.
0: Beast Boy is always just a great character.
1: I, I just liked a lot of the, the animals and, and stuff that he was able to transform into. And I was like, yeah, that's, that would be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. You could literally be a fly on the wall,
0: yeah, I mean, and one of the things I got we gotta bring up though too, how great was it that hit you know, when you have you know Hive going after the Titans and trying to dismantle the team, they go after Beast Boy's love of Kevin Smith. yes <laughs> to go to be a guest on a podcast and that's how he gets drugged and taken down. I'm like and that was great, especially at the end when you actually had a Kevin Smith podcast. Closing the story out. I thought that was really kind of classy and kind of awesome. Yeah, and I'm um, jealous
1: of Beast Boy because I've been trying to get Kevin on my <laughs> podcast for however long now.
0: And Beast Boy
1: uh, actually got to be on his.
0: Yeah, so it was it was really unique uh, to see that uh, them throw that into the mix. I think that had to have been a great moment for Kevin uh, to be able to do that. But it was really cool, too, because I think they also did an amazing job of capturing Beast Boy and Terra's relationship. Um, I think, honestly, too, if you ever get a chance uh, for folks out there, go back to the Teen Titans animated series that had the Puffy Amayumi, um opening song that was from years ago. That was the precursor to Teen Titans Go. They did a beautiful job, too, over like the course of like four or five episodes. It was most of a season, actually, where they did a Judas Contract story, uh, like in a very different version of it, but it was quite exceptional. Uh, and one that is definitely well worth watching. Um, it was an amazing season. And that was my first real introduction to this um, after many years of reading that when I was a kid. Uh, and then being reminded how of a great story it was. But then, then seeing them do it this, this way specifically was amazing.
1: Uh, I do have to say, too, um, a little bit of I, – I maybe a little – it's a little bit of sad sadness to this movie is that this is the final time – Uh, I think this is one of the final projects for Miguel Ferrer, uh, as as it was, I think he died the same day they announced him as the voice of Deathstroke.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I believe that is, is indeed the case. So Um, he had
1: had already voiced the character. And then when they mm -hmm. had announced that he was doing it, I think that was the same day he died.
0: Yeah. But I gotta say though, too, like, um, other, you know, he was phenomenal. The two that stole the spotlight in this hands down was Sean Mayer as, uh, you know, Dick Grayson an exceptional job and Christina Ricci did an amazing job as Tara yeah she was fantastic um really really absolutely blown away and I really love uh the casting for Damian Wayne Stuart Allen just the delivery it is that brash like you want to smack him every time he talks but you you love him at the same time uh (laughs) absolutely love him Uh, because it's it's that's that what that character always has been so I think the fact that they handle it so perfectly, you know, well with the way they cast that character and the way that they uh, are directing, um, you know, th- you know, the voice work on that has been exceptional. So.
1: When, well, well, I mean, but I mean, it, it's even funny some of the interaction and the dialogue in the movie. Like even after he's kidnapped by Deathstroke and Deathstroke is reporting in for him, and he's like, I, you know, I'll be there soon. He's like, No, no, you're kind of a dick. Mm-hmm. That's not how you would say it. I'm undercover. Yeah. Leave me be yeah No, <laughs> you know like so i mean they did they nailed these characters perfectly in this movie and it like anytime we see in the news or we read in the news that there's another one of these animated these warner brothers animated movies i'm excited
0: oh yeah i'm I am. always absolutely. excited absolutely and the fact that knowing what the next one's going to be is a, a throwback to the bruce tim uh tim verse with a batman harley quinn you know story and it's done in the gotham knights batman animated series animation style most of the voice cast is coming back. I mean, that's a lot to be excited about. It's kind of like our lost episode, you know? Yeah. Um, so the fact that they're willing to go back and do all these things, I mean, i, I got to give them so much credit because when I was – I think when they originally brought in this whole idea of the new animated universe that they're doing with uh, Sam Register and Sam Liu um, – I was really worried because I really love Paul Dini and Bruce Timm and what they've done with the animated stuff when they decided to start breaking away from them. And I'm like, Oh, please don't screw this up. (laughs) Um, and, uh, yeah, it's been, all of it has been exceptional.
1: Yeah. It's been really, really well done. And I, I can't wait for the next one. And like I even said too, like, I, if only they would have done the, the DCEU movies this way, I would have been more excited for them, but it is still cool seeing them in live action format and, I can't take that away from some people that love those movies.
0: That's very true. So. But yeah, no, there's a, like I said, I, I, you know, glowing recommendation for the Judas contract. It, it's an amazingly adapted story that really holds up incredibly well to even now. And, uh, they do a nice job even kind of looking back into the past of some old characters. I love the fact that we get a five years beforehand scene where you see Dick Grayson and Starfire meet for the first time. And you have like a, you know Kid Flash in the mix there, and you know how you have Bumblebee and all this. So that was a really kind of cool touch. And then jumping ahead an additional five years and seeing how the teams changed, I think it was really cool. Yeah, yeah,
1: I agree with that. Um, before we talk about news and everything, I know this is off topic of what we talk about, but this is something that I want to make. I want to make a declaration about, and I know our listener Paul. Uh, is in full agreement with me on this. And Rob, I don't know how you feel about this. I'm bre- I'm breaking away from DC for a moment. Uh, we've broken away for Star Wars and stuff like that. I know it's kind of against protocol, but I'm switching to Marvel for a second. Uh, because this is fresh in my mind, and I, I want to see what your opinion on this is, is, if you have seen this. I finally got the chance last night, and I'm curious what the rest of our listeners feel about this. That's why I'm bringing it up here. I finally got the chance last night to see Logan. Have you seen it yet?
0: No, but I have access to it. You
1: do. Um, I and I know Paul um, agrees with me on this because we've actually messaged back. We've commented back and forth on uh, on Facebook about this. I have to say, as much of a bigger fan I am of the Marvel Studio movies, Marvel movies over the Fox and Sony movies. Logan from Fox, I think easily my favorite of any marvel movie that has been done so far
0: that is a very glowing recommendation everybody i've talked to that has seen this too is said regardless of where you stand currently with like any of the x-men films they said you owe it to yourself to watch this
1: it it completely stands alone from any other x-men movie there's a couple of small references here or there but if you've never seen them it doesn't take away anything from the movie the movie itself, like I, I want to watch it again. Like that's I'm, and don't get me wrong, I'm a huge Guardians of the Galaxy fan and Deadpool. Like I love them both, and I can't wait for Guardians two, which is like two weeks away. But
0: this, oh my god, it's that close! It's, it's like, like
1: it's like seventeen days. It's a little oh my over two god. weeks. Dude, um,
0: everything's about to start hitting now, and like, they've already you know, Wonder Wonder Woman's right around the corner as well. All and this they stuff. and Man, they god. just
1: announced today, Marvel is bringing James Gunn back for Guardians three.
0: Oh God! They've damn. already
1: announced the third one, and the second one hasn't even hit yet. So, all right. Um, but this movie is—it's funny, it's dark, it's gritty. It is extremely brutal. Like, yes, there is a kid in it. It is not a kid's movie.
0: Well, X twenty three, man. She's she's uh, she's a kind of an awesome character,
1: and the movie will make you cry.
0: I'm I've been hearing that so um
1: so i I just wanted to get that off my chest and i'm very curious again to break away from the dc what our listeners if they've seen it what they
0: think of the movie as well yeah uh and you know because we broke away i I know where you're going that's why i did it we have to we (laughs) have to man the last jedi trailer hit too i wanted to open with that but i'm like if we have a moment because we really news is going to take us about maybe 10 minutes to wrap up and so we're filling Um, some time yeah, we're filling some time. Uh, I, Christ, I could probably do an entire episode next week just off of the the last Jedi trailer. Man, uh, that was uh, that was something else. Uh, what, what what was your thoughts on that on that trailer itself? Um,
1: I, it gets me excited again. I mean, it, I, I've I think I've made this declar- I think I made this statement. I don't know if I said it here or if I said it on another podcast. I can't remember because sometimes all the podcasts blend together. I was not a huge fan of Rogue One. Um, I was a much bigger fan of Force Awakens than I was of Rogue One. Rogue One I found, and I know you completely disagree with me on this, but I found the first half of the movie very boring. I almost fell asleep twice in the theater watching it. This trailer gets me excited again for Star Wars. Um, you know, it's characters that I know, it's characters that I recognize, and maybe that's why Rogue One kind of bored me a little bit, was because I didn't know any of the characters. I don't watch Clone Wars or anything like that. Um, But this trailer, once again, gets me excited. Uh, It doesn't show a lot of the story, but that goes back to, you know, Force Awakens. Force Awakens teaser did the same thing. We didn't, it took about like another month or two before we got a full on trailer that kind of exposed a little more of what the story is
0: yeah and you know like a, it's a shameless plug here but uh the the most recent episode of the caffeine crew cast of pods one of the big discussions we have is uh you know harm that trailers can cause and we said the gold standard of teaser trailers and trailers as a whole was that very first force awakens trailer and he said it, it, out of all recent memory that was the one that built up the excitement told me nothing but had me on the edge of my seat guessing and trying to figure out what was happening and this did it again.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, I mean, I'm I'm definitely excited. And I can't wait now until that next trailer drops. I know it's going to be some time. Yeah, um, yeah. But, you know, Star Wars Celebration was this weekend. So, of course, they had to put a teaser trailer together for it. Mm-hmm. And I'm jealous of two of our friends because they were down there for Star Wars Celebration. Uh, Mannix, who's been on this podcast before with us, uh, him and his, his girlfriend Amanda were down at Star Wars Celebration this weekend. Um, I actually have a couple friends who are at Star Wars Celebration this weekend. My friend Ryan was out there, too. My friend Ryan, who does an amazing, and you'll love this story, who does an amazing Mark Hamill from Force Awakens, uh, Luke Skywalker from Force Awakens cosplay. No joke. (laughs) No joke. He got approached by Mark Hamill's brother at Star Wars Celebration and was told by Mark Hamill, you look better as Luke than Mark did. <laughs> that is high fucking praise.
0: That's that's pretty awesome. He
1: told me he said that was the moment of the weekend that he got approached by Mark Hamill's brother and said that. And he made the local news. Like there were people who legit thought it was Mark Hamill.
0: That's that's fantastic.
1: So, I mean, like he grew his hair out, he grew the beard out like it's not fake. It's all 100% real. He grew it out, he graded it, everything. He looks fucking legit. That's great. And that's he fantastic. had an amazing weekend because of that. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: But yeah, no, that trailer, man, though, oh, man, uh, just that those lines by Luke at the end. Ha. Huh. Yeah, we didn't hear him say a damn thing in that last movie. Just the, what we even get from the trailer from this. You're like, OK, I'm interested in that poster, man, that they released. Man, I don't know. Like, it just it, it makes your brain start questioning what's going on. But regardless, that's for another another podcast. Yeah uh and we could go on at nauseam about this but, uh... <laughs> the, the
1: funniest thing about it is too i didn't get to watch the trailer right away but immediately after i got like the news report that it was i got you know i got the news headline that it uh you know that the trailer was online and everything within like five ten minutes easily five to seven maybe even ten people changed their status to breathe dot 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 just breathe mm-hmm. the opening lines from the trailer
0: yeah, uh, yeah. Like I said, when we were wandering around the city, and we we got back to the hotel, and actually within about ten minutes of being back in the room, I I jumped online and I was just you know skimming through IGN, and that's where it just dropped. And I'm like, oh my god, I have to. And I was, so I'm watching this on my phone, and I'm like, just watching it over and over. I'm like, I'm not quite sure what I'm looking at some of the times because you know phone screen, but. Oh, God, it's so fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> All, right, All let's, right. Yeah. Let's get Onto away the news. with this. On to the news. On to the news. All right. So we're going to dive into a little Injustice 2 to start things off. And uh, not a ton this week with uh, with Injustice. But we do now have a full gameplay uh, breakdown for both Poison Ivy and The Flash. So you can now check them out. And their, their finishing moves, their fighting styles, and how they'll you know play out a little bit more in the game. But more importantly, though, is uh, a video that came out back on, I believe it was uh, the 11th. So this was Monday, Tuesday of last week, uh, right before I uh, headed out of town. And it is on Facebook. But this is the uh, Your Battles, Your Way trailer. And I highly, highly recommend, if you have not watched this trailer, do so immediately. Um, This game's fighting mechanics are going to be drastically different than I think any fighting game that came before it. Because... I'm not quite sure how balance is going to work in these games. Uh, If you love fighting games, uh, you know balance is a key component. Uh, If you have a character that's too strong and heavy hitting over somebody else, it can throw the curve of the game off completely. Um, So it makes it really interesting to know that all the gear that you gain per each fight is a new piece and a new component you can use to alter your character. And in addition to that, certain things that you're going to do in the game will, and certain pieces of gear will give you additional new move sets and special moves that you'll now be able to access based off of certain gear. So these characters, it's not just that roster that we said, you know, here's, you know, I think it's like, what, 28, 29 characters. Essentially, this game this feels like it could just be completely different. There could be gear that makes your character faster, so... You can now have a rushdown character versus somebody that you're playing keep away with projectiles and all these other things. So it seems like so much about this can change at a moment's notice based on your loadout, the way you're playing the game. Um, so I'm really now even more interested to see this and how it's going to play out and how it's going to work. So I think this is going to make that online uh, you know realm for fights to continue even more interesting and energetic because the possibilities uh, just feel like they're going to be endless. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how this plays out. And the one thing they haven't really brought up is characters that are like the premium skins, are they going to have their own armor sets as well? I don't know how that's going to play out. Um, There hasn't been any real heavy discussions about that quite yet. So we know, for example, Flash has the option to go reverse Flash. So we don't know if if you're playing the reverse Flash skin, if there's gear purely for reverse Flash. My guess is that's going to be a yes. Uh, so really looking forward to seeing how this is going to play out. But definitely, if you're on the fence about this game or you're already on board, watch this video because it may sway you. If you're on board, you may realize this game may not be for you. Or if you're on the fence, you're like, this is really unique and awesome, and now realms doing something incredibly, you know, interesting and uh, ambitious. So I, I gotta say, this is making me even more excited.
1: So. I'm already excited. I watched the video and. I wish the video, I wish the game was out already.
0: Yeah, but I love this the fact that it feels like you can create your own costume for these characters, basically. So, something that's fantastic. So, uh, All right, so now heading out of video games, we're going to dive over into the animated series real quick. Uh, and something that I did not expect is uh, we're getting another version of Watchmen more than likely. It sounds like we are going to get an animated uh, R-rated adaptation of... The original Watchmen uh, from the Warner Brothers, uh, you know, so it sounds like I, I don't know when this will happen, but it sounds like it is being planned right now um, and they are looking for people to help uh, put this together. But this definitely sounds like it's going to be planned and it will be coming. So uh, but they said it will be the most faithful adaptation of Watchmen yet. And they said the animation style will absolutely 100% mirror the original book. So this could be something really amazing because I absolutely love uh, Zack Snyder's version of Watchmen, uh, especially the director's cut. And if you've ever seen the Tales of the Black Freighter version of it, too, uh, just an exceptional movie and really one of those things that really put him on the map. So um, but, yeah, this is uh, something that could be really fantastic. And I really hope it's even more faithful uh, because that is such a stunning piece from Alan Moore. Uh, Not only nail that, but one of the greatest things in the world that everybody's been waiting for for ever and a half. Carl Payton has come out and said he has started his voice recording work for Aqualad and his return alongside the rest of the Young Justice crew on season three. So it sounds like maybe we already have some of the animation is already done and ready for the new Netflix series revival, um, which I'm incredibly anticipating at this point in time. But the fact that they're already at the voice recording point is uh, a really good sign that things are moving well. So just be ready and be prepared.
1: I got to get on that. Yes, you do. (laughs) It's kind of difficult because another series just released that I really want to watch. And that's probably what what I've done.
0: I watched the first episode. (laughs) I'm sure we'll bring that up. Uh, Another Netflix uh, revival, I would assume. Uh, Yes. Uh, is
1: (laughs) Is it the same one? I I'm...
0: watched. I watched Reptilicus. Okay, all right, it's the same one. <laughs> I have the new MST. Oh, the new MST3K has been. It's just wonderful. I haven't
1: had a chance to watch it yet, but I'm very excited to. So
0: uh, the first episode was on point. It was. It, it's great, and uh, yeah, Noah is is exceptional. So Jonah, or Jonah, not Noah. I actually uh,
1: I went to um the Rift Tracks Live last Thursday of Samurai Cop, and holy shit, that is a horrible movie.
0: Oh, wait till you watch this one. Even better. Can't wait. Um, But all right. So heading over into the film universe, a little bit right off the bat is for Gotham City Sirens. There's been a lot of people trying to throw their hat in the ring for Poison Ivy. Now we have yet again another one, that being Bryce Dallas Howard, is seemingly interested in uh, trying to uh, overthrow Megan Fox for the role. We still don't even know if, if Megan Fox is if that's actually somebody that's being actively courted or not for Poison Ivy. But uh, if they have the option for Bryce Dallas Howard, I think that could be quite exceptional. I would um, love to see that cast.
1: You have the choice between Bryce Dallas Howard and Megan Fox. You go Bryce Dallas Howard.
0: Yeah, hands down. I've
1: met uh, Megan Fox and she's a bitch.
0: <laughs> so therefore, like
1: even with Turtles, when she was cast as April O'Neil, fuck that noise. I'm, I'm cursing a lot this episode. I'm, okay. I'm venting a lot <laughs> this episode. So my apologies for that.
0: Uh, but yeah, so Bryce Dallas Howard is definitely seems like she's uh, she has some interest into that. But the biggest thing for her is I know she is worried uh, a little bit. If she does throw in for that, uh, you know, she wants to make sure the character is intriguing and is in-depth. And it's just not like this eye-candy character. Uh, she said that is the biggest thing for her uh, above all else before she uh, does indeed decide if that will be something she would actively try to pursue. So. Uh, jumping over now to a little bit of discussions on Green Lantern. It sounds like now uh, one of the other people that's trying, they, they're damnedest to now to get into uh, the uh, the role of John Stewart is uh, strowing K. Brown. So, uh, like I said, we have a lot of people that have been throwing their names in for this. And like I said, I have a high you know thought process that Green Lantern, right off the bat, it needs to be a good script before it ha- can be anything else. Everybody else needs to wait. Wait until they see a good script before they attach themselves to that movie. Um, I love the ideas of what they're talking about doing with this. This is Lethal Weapon in space, and I'm like, perfect. That's the Green Lantern Corps. I want to see, um, we'll just just do it. Do it well, then let's worry about the casting after the fact. Yeah. So, uh, but now jumping over to now to a little bit with Dwayne the Rock Johnson. He is now talking a little bit more about Black Adam. And uh, basically saying, you know, what we decide to do is create a scenario where Black Adam has a standalone movie and Captain Marvel Shazam has his own standalone movie. We're building our world that way and then we can come together at some point. Uh, So obviously a Shazam film, a Black Adam film, and then a Shazam versus Black Adam film. And we still don't know where this is going to or how this is going to tie into the DC Extended Universe. Um, I think they did say a little bit more. Is uh, we've had great discussions with Jeff Johns over at DC. This is really fun, cool time for DC fans right now because they're world building. Uh, we're seeing that with Wonder Woman and Aquaman. Uh, we have a few more surprises down the line. Uh, but this more than likely will be tied in somehow. So, uh, so it's just a wait and see. And obviously, we got to give uh, mad credit to to uh, Dwayne Johnson as. I believe uh what is it? The Fate of the Furious uh overthrew Star Wars uh Force Awakens for highest gross for a weekend. Yeah. Uh so uh kudos to them. Uh I still have zero interest in watching it, but <laughs> kudos to I them know for that. You do. I, so <laughs> hey, I, I watched seven. That is the only one I've watched. <laughs> I still don't get it, but it's okay. <laughs> um <laughs> uh, jumping over a little bit to some discussions with Justice League. Uh, I'm going to make sure I get do my best in getting this across. Michael McHayton uh, or McElhayton uh, from uh, who plays I think it was uh, Royce Bolton on Game of Thrones does indeed have a role in Justice League and uh, specifically um, there's some talk that let me see ah, I had it. I had it. I <laughs> I lost it. And I lost it. <laughs> All right, well, that's cool. But it sounds like it sounds like he has ties to the, the Apocalyptian hierarchy somewhere in the mix. So it sounds like he will definitely indeed be playing someone on the villain end of the spectrum. So uh, we don't know who that may be at this point. So it's a wait and see. But it sounds like he will be someone with the forces of apocalypse. Uh, a little bit of coming out uh, now from Aquaman, and specifically there was a really great shot um, recently with a uh, that was trying to see who it was it was patrick wilson who we do know is playing orm which is uh ocean master and then we also have a nice shot with jason momoa obviously as arthur curry and specifically i guess we're trying to now get a little bit more information as far as which version of orm we're going to be getting um that's a big wait and see um but it seems like we're going to get a little mix of all three versions of the character so uh, most common relationship between Orm and Arthur is one centered purely on jealousy when Arthur firmly establishes uh, himself as king of Atlantis and Orm seeking to uh, you know usurp him uh, then the more recent version where we've seen Arthur kind of walk away from Atlantis and turning over uh, the kingdom over to Orm specifically. Uh, so we're not sure which version we're gonna get, but it sounds like you know they're they're looking to try to blend. Uh, multiple versions of this character and kind of get everything linked together. So it sounds like the Aquaman we're going to get is an Aquaman that has walked away from Atlantis. So we will probably see him going back to ruling, uh, ruling at some point in his film. Uh, Maybe we'll already get a tease of that in justice league. So it's a wait and see. But my guess is uh, he hands the, the crown over to Orm walks away. And then when he comes back for his crown, that's what spurs the fight between the two of them. So, uh, in addition to that, real quick, sticking with this, uh, there is additional casting now. Uh, King Nereus has been cast also for Aquaman, and that will be somebody that we've recently seen over on Arrow, that being Dolph Lundgren. So we'll uh, we'll also get to see him joining the ranks, so this will be kind of awesome to see this play out. Uh, I think James Wan has got a high chance of making something really special here, so... Uh, I think that wraps us up as far as everything in uh, the film universe. So we'll jump over to the TV side of things. We'll start off with Supergirl and uh, two really exciting things right off the bat. Uh, And we know now we will be seeing Calista Flockhart return as Cat Grant still in the back half of season two. Uh, And it will be for a mini arc, not a single episode. So we know we'll definitely be seeing her probably for my guess is we'll see her in two episodes probably close to the end of uh, finale time so but not only is she joining the cast for the back half but we did get confirmation tyler Hotchlin is coming back as clark kent aka kal-el uh in the finale of supergirl this season i so. would
1: scream um pleasantries if it wouldn't <laughs> freak out my cats and and annoy my neighbors I am so, so excited that he is coming back. Uh,
0: I, I think we all expected he was coming back, but it's now even greater to know that we're getting both Cat Grant and Clark Kent back for the finale. Yes. Because so, um, I think almost everybody agrees, man. Tyler was one of the best he, Superman he, he ever great He He really is.
1: Like I, I told you, he renewed my love for Superman after Man of Steel ruined it. Mm-hmm. So I'm very excited that he's coming back.
0: Yeah, so I'm looking forward to seeing this play out. Uh, like I said, if you're looking for some more Supergirl stuff, there is a lot of stills for the upcoming episode that stars Ralph Coley from the iZombie as he plays Biomax. Uh, and we are definitely seeing um, a little bit more uh, as far as Kara trying to get back into Snapper Cars. Uh, You know, good graces when she gets out there and starts reporting again. Uh, But this looks like she's doing this solo. But uh, we do see a lot of shots with her and Katie McGrath. So, obviously, we know we'll be seeing a lot of Lena Luthor. And we also did get, I believe, we'll have that in just a second, too, some synopsis for the episode after that, uh, which is the May 1st episode. Uh, And for that specifically, the uh, breakdown for that episode for Supergirl is Alex... And it's Alex is kidnapped, uh, and the kidnapper threatens to kill her unless Supergirl releases a notorious criminal from prison. Supergirl and Maggie have always had different approaches to apprehending criminals, but this time they must work together to save Alex. Meanwhile, Queen Rhea has an interesting proposal for Lena. Uh, Then, uh, obviously, I believe this would be May 2nd for The Flash. I know who you are. Vibe faces off against Killer Frost. Barry and the team meet Tracy Brand. A scientist who may be the key to stopping Savitar. Unfortunately, Killer Frost is also after Terry, so Team Flash must battle their old friend, which proves to be particularly difficult for Cisco and Cecile. Uh, Cecile's relationship uh, at Joe's takes uh, a big turn this week, and then ultimately we we have Arrow underneath. This is on May third. Things get intense with Oliver and Felicity are trapped in the bunker together. Meanwhile, Lila and Diggle deal with their mar- uh, marital issues. So it sounds like things are go- about to get a bit rocky. Um, but in addition to that, we do have something major to discuss with Flash this week. There was a shot that came over from just Jared. Uh, and it looks to be a funeral scene. Um so if you don't want to know anything about this, because I finally opened up the article today to kind of look at the picture to see who is missing, uh, put your fingers in your ears, meet your podcast for 30 seconds. Ben, <laughs> can you give me 30 seconds on the clock?
1: Um, give me one second.
0: Because I think this picture is telling a thousand words here. And
1: these pictures actually were first revealed, believe it or not, um, on Tom Cavanaugh's Facebook page. I uh, believe so. Tom Cavanaugh actually posted these before Just Jared did. Just Jared basically just stole them from him and put their moniker on it, um, you know, which teach their own. But uh, don't take credit for something that you didn't post. Yeah. Uh, but I would give you a 30 second time starting
0: now. So I'm just going to say who's in this picture. We have Jay Garrick. We have. Uh... uh, let's see, HR, we have Joe West, we have Wally West we do have um, oh my god, Tom Felton's character, why can't I remember his name? Julian you got got 10 seconds Uh, 10 seconds, now 10 seconds Cisco, Gypsy, Barry and Iris there is a notable person missing there
1: and we're just going to leave it at that?
0: we are leaving it at that
1: good, because 30 seconds is up (laughs) Uh welcome back
0: So, uh, (laughs) so we didn't even say who it was but if you hear who I ran through, there's somebody there that we don't expect to see and somebody we do expect to see that is not. So um, things sound like they're about to get very, very, very interesting very, yes. very quickly. Uh,
1: I was – I will say without revealing who it is, I was very excited to see one particular person in that picture.
0: <laughs> yep. Um, and I was a little worried because two people are cut out in that shot unless you see another version of it and you're like, oh, No. Son of a bitch! They better not have done what I think they just did. Now there and, uh, they... I-
1: there are other pictures. I don't know if they were the ones that Jeff that Jess Jarrett had. Um, that kind of reveal um, there is a returning character in that scene. Mm-hmm. Um, that it looks like Barry is leaving with at in that scene. So um, it'd be very curious to see where this season is going to go. I don't know where they're going to end it.
0: I have no idea. I don't either. I'm excited all right over on the arrow um so Arrow, we do get some cool news uh so officially... by the, by the way
1: news taking 10 15 minutes my ass sorry <laughs> no it's, it's fine we missed a lot while we were gone.
0: we did and this is all in the last week we only are like short by one day that's it so uh but Rick Gonzalez and Jul- uh Juliana uh, Har- uh God damn it harcady uh, Yes, I believe. So Wild Dog and Dinah Drake are becoming season regulars for the show's sixth season. They are not going anywhere, which I'm kind of surprised because I didn't expect to see Dinah Drake stick around. But so two canaries, maybe we'll wait and see. Well, we have a canary and a siren. So but I'm happy to see that Renee is not going anywhere. He's one of my favorite additions to this season, hands down. Um, But also, in addition to that, something else massive uh, is... With Arrow, right for the season finale. Uh, in order to take down Prometheus, he is going to turn to very unexpected allies—not just ally allies—to take down Prometheus. Uh, very specifically, uh, I can't believe we're going to say this. Uh, dude, I do. Slade Wilson, I, yes. Manuel Bennett is returning, and he's even been trolling his fans on uh over on uh twitter if he says nope i'm still in uh auckland i'm filming uh season two of shannara chronicles and, and he's just like can't be me on set absolutely not me on set and then uh you know um somebody has a shot of him in vancouver uh getting out of a lamborghini he's like he's here filming and he's like nope not me at all he's like but i do love that lamborghini that's a gorgeous car whoever owns that car should be really happy with themselves um But it's the fact that he's having a lot of fun with people on this. But uh, we got that tease uh, a couple days ago um, when we saw the helmet laying on the ground, which is uh, pretty amazing to see. But not just him joining in the fray. Uh, Katrina Law is also returning as Nyssa to take down Talia Al Ghul in an epic showdown as well.
1: I am more excited about this than I am Manu Bennett. I'm not going to lie. Mainly because, and this is me humble bragging again i've met katrina twice she is an absolute sweetheart and i'm so excited to see her back on the show
0: yeah so very happy to see both katrina and manu bennett returning because uh, they were some of the best highlights of this series hands down and have them pulled in for one of the best seasons uh is exceptional so very happy to see that and they did say right off the bat uh, Bennett was not happy at all with uh, the portrayal of his character. When the last time we did see him, uh, I believe that was in season three, um, when we got that little bit, or was it season four? I can't remember. When Technically, we did see it was him.
1: during invasion, but
0: well, no, well, I mean, when we actually saw him not without a mask on, when we went back to Yu with uh Speedy and Oliver, uh, he was not very happy with uh how they handled that. Neither apparently was the show. and They said we are definitely making sure. We are not treating the character or wasting the villain the way he was in season three. Uh, and things are about to get really, really interesting for Oliver. So uh, so that wraps us up with the news. Um, lots to talk about. Lots to be excited about. Uh, and we hope you enjoyed all that jazz. But uh, I will say, specifically as far as my recommendation, uh, two things. Uh, definitely go out, read Marv Wolfman and George Perez's Judas Contract from 1984. I mentioned earlier in the episode what those uh, issue numbers are. You can get it easily in trades on Comixology. It, actually, you can get it pretty much at any bookstore. Um, and in addition to that, uh, watch over on Star Wars Cele- – from the Star Wars Celebration, the tribute they did to Carrie Fisher, which was astounding. Uh, it was in the 40 Years of Star Wars panel that they did um, – Billy Lord, her daughter, uh, who is in Scream Queens, we also saw her in Force Awakens, does a beautiful tribute uh, that we also see some of the best things. starts off with Rebel Rebel uh, and a great tribute to some great behind-the-scenes shots. Then in addition to that, John Williams plays Leia's theme with uh, the Orlando Symphony Orchestra uh, in addition to a couple other tracks uh, on stage. And it is uh, very, very beautifully done and very, very tastefully done. And it was absolutely gorgeous.
1: Uh, my recommendation is uh, if you have not watched it already, obviously watch Judas Contract, uh, Teen Titans Judas Contract, because it is well worth it. Uh, but again, I just want to mention my friend Brian, our friend Brian Rolls Charity Auction, uh, odysseyart.net, uh all, um, you know, it's a great option. It's a great auction. I actually at um, Great Philadelphia Comic Con last weekend ended up buying, I think, like $50 worth of raffle tickets. Uh, there's not a lot of time left. I wish I would have had this information pulled up before I started talking about it because uh, he will be doing a live drawing, I think, relatively soon, actually. I think it's next week. So there's not a lot of time left, but there's a lot of great prizes available. <coughs> Excuse me. He already he did this drawing. Uh, He did this charity raffle last year, and he already blew past how much he raised last year. So it's already successful. Um, Just check out odysseyart.net, and you'll get all the details there for everything that's there. Um, And a little bit of announcement, too, Robson. You were away. I haven't had a chance and opportunity to talk to you about this. But uh, May 21st and 22nd, if you are in the PA area, uh, Harrisburg Comic Con... uh, at the Harrisburg Mall in Harrisburg, PA, I have already received confirmation that I will be moderating three panels at Harrisburg Comic Con. It's a relatively smaller con. It's only their second year. But the three panels, because I specifically requested them, uh, the three panels I will be moderating for them will be um, Michelle Harrison, who plays Barry's mother on The Flash, uh, Matt Letcher, who plays Eobard Thawne, and the one I'm more excited about than any, it would be my second time on stage with David Ramsey.
0: That's fantastic.
1: Yeah. So uh, if you are in the Harrisburg area and you um, you want to come out to this con, come on out, watch me moderate some panels, and um, you know, stop out, say hi after the panels and everything, and just uh, have a good time. And if not, we're I'm obviously I'm going to talk to them about getting audio of everything and and
0: using it for the podcast as well. So you'll get to hear it one way or another. Sure. Oh, and uh, for contest winners too, everything was shipped out correct, I believe? Yeah,
1: I just shipped it out uh, today, actually. It was a little delayed because of the Easter holiday, but it actually did just go out this afternoon.
0: So everybody uh, that's waiting on stuff uh, it is on its way. Yep. So You'll get cool. it this week. Yep. Uh, with the exception of Paul, potentially. <laughs> uh, no, uh, I,
1: he... I, I sent his priority FedEx, so he, oh, perfect, he, perfect, he perfect. should so... get it within a couple of days.
0: Excellent. Good stuff so uh, plugs. uh plugs yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh
1: you can check out my other podcast the showcast spotlight here on the next level podcast network next level uh or facebook.com slash next level uh that, that is our celebrity interview podcast that we do uh, a couple upcoming interviews that we have going on um, i'm actually really excited for it. one of them is ernie hudson from ghostbusters uh, currently on the Fox show APB, which is not on the good list of being renewed. Uh, but believe it or not, one that was just confirmed today, we're going to be talking to Exhibit, um, the rapper who is on Empire right now, former host of Pimp My Ride, which is the first question I'm going to ask him, <laughs> is to pimp my ride. Uh, but yeah, nice. uh, nextlevelradioonline.com, and of course you can check out the Facebook page for this podcast, facebook.com slash Primetime.
0: Uh, as for me, um, I, obviously the other podcast I do, also on Next Level, is the Captain Crew cast of Pods. Uh, this was our final episode that is going to be multi-topic. Um, so episode 36 just came out about a week ago, uh, and we do kind of more or less – it's two kind of topics. We, we stick in the film universe in the first half of the show where we discuss trailers. Uh, we actually do something kind of fun, which was gender-swapping uh, a film and seeing what the outcome would be. Uh, and it was actually quite interesting. And we Didn't they already do that with in... ghostbusters. <laughs> we actually made it, we did make a joke about that. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so it was a ton of fun to do. That was actually a really interesting thing, but, uh, just to put this in your, your head to think about a gender swapped version of fight club, uh, and how different that movie would have panned out. So very interesting. Um, but then we also did this with the, uh, classic film clue. Uh, and, uh, one of our, uh, members on this show actually cast the whole movie as well and uh some very awesome casting choices so it's a really fun discussion second half we fool and nerd the hell out we uh we decide and create D characters for each other at the table and then we discuss some of our favorite war stories from tabletop games and larps in the past uh but next month um actually we may even be recording this in a couple weeks so wait and see um We are switching to the new format, which is single topic like we did with the Disney episode uh, two episodes back. But the first episode in the uh, new format is going to be The Wonderful World of Joss Whedon. So I'm really excited to dive into that one where we will be going through uh, all the things that uh, he has done and uh, talking about our favorite highlights, lowlights and uh, what's to come. So obviously a little crossover because we will probably be talking a bit of Batgirl. Um, but in addition to this, make sure you head over to George Shaw Music to check out George Shaw's tunes. Uh, and we thank him each and every episode for the music you hear in the opener and uh, our outro every week.
1: Yeah, for sure. So, uh, all right, that's going to wrap it up then for this episode of this issue of the DC Primetime. I was going to say the Showcast, and I'm in the wrong mindset. Uh, for DC Primetime, apologies again for my over-cursing this week, uh, as I mentioned earlier, I had a little bit of a life breakdown. I'm still currently going through it. This podcast right now, this recording, um, is kind of a distraction for me. Uh, it's keeping my mind off of things but giving me a little bit of an outlet to, uh, to vent some anger that I might have built up because of everything that's going on. Uh, I want to extend a special thanks to Paul too because paul actually did reach out and uh leave me a comment that kind of comforted me a little bit i didn't really personally thank him on facebook so our listener it's another reason why i love our listeners man i really do um so just the fact that he kind of reached out and said something to me about it it made me feel a lot better and um so special thanks to paul and apologies for over cursing this (laughs) week
0: and i will say too uh, i am sorry that we're dogging so horribly on powerless as well um Because uh, I feel like, man, we were just jerks to that show last week and this week. Um, and I know there are a lot of people out there that do like it. It's just, uh, we, we just expected a little bit more. That's all. Yeah. So, yeah. But it's still entertaining. Just, uh, we, we wanted more. That's all. Yeah. So.
1: Uh, but as usual thank you so much for being a part of this community thank you for posting and commenting on the Facebook page thank you for listening more importantly and thank you for sharing this podcast with all of your friends uh, next week we'll talk another episode of Powerless again we don't know which one it is and I'm sure we'll find something else to fill the time a little bit we're not sure what that is yet if you have suggestions let us know hit us up on Facebook and tell us what you, know, you want to hear us talk about Do you want to hear us yeah. talk Marvel fuck it we'll do it who cares
0: and want we'll us to done. talk Star Wars for an entire episode? We'll do it. Yeah,
1: we'll do it. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, you know, leave us suggestions for something. If you have an, an old DC movie or animated series we haven't talked about yet, and you want us to talk about, uh, let us know, and we'll see if we can fit it into the schedule to to try and do it. Uh, but thank you so much for listening. Thank you for following, and we'll see you guys around the bend. Take care. Peace.